0: You are listening to Mi'afelov Yorah, the brand new Parsha series at the Database, wherein we derive Chizik from the Parsha Shavua, spreading the light of Torah during these dark times. This week's Parsha is Parsha Noach, and of course, we'll be using Parsha Noach to glean that much-needed inspiration and that much-needed direction during these times, as Klaistral is still very much based. Sarah is still very much involved in the Melchama against Hamas. And as you might have heard, many have pointed out that Hamas is featured very prominently in this week's parsha, As the Torah tells us, that the world was filled with this chamas, this corruption, this lowly, debased existence of mankind, so low had mankind sunk, that Akash Baruch Hu concluded that the only available option was the obliteration, the destruction of mankind, and of course, that is not something that we take pleasure and delight in, the suffering and the obliteration of other humans. Maybe there are other people, monsters, who believe in the delight in such a thing, uh, but that is certainly not the mentality of Tzahala, not the Torah mentality, it's not the mentality of Yiddishkeit. But the question is, where there is so much corruption and darkness surrounding us, we in the darkness of Parshas Noah and the darkness of the current situation can we derive that hidden light? And if it is indeed light that we are looking for, I think we have to look no further than that which HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded Noach to install in his Teva. As the Pasuk tells us in this week's Parsha, Paragvav Pasuk Tazayin, Tzohar Ta'asev Teva. so Sohar you should make for the Teva. And of course, what in fact is Eight Sohar? Rashi tells us, based on the Medrash Rabbah, Yishal Rimchalon. Some say it was a window, perhaps a skylight. Some say it was a precious stone that would provide light for them, a luminescent stone. In the Lushan of the Medrash, it was a margolis, some kind of pearl. Whatever it was, it was either a stone from within, or it was a window, a skylight through which you can see to the outside. But the question is, what is the fundamental difference between these two opinions? What is the role of the Tzohar on the Teva? What should we derive from the Tzohar, the light that was provided on the Teva? And there are many possible approaches. Mary reveals in Sachs quotes from Agoner of Avraham Shick in his parish Eshad Hanachalim, who explains that the two interpretations of the Tsohar represent two different kinds, directions in our amuna and bitachon and Hashem. He says that the stone from within represents that light that sometimes we have to create within ourselves. He compares it to his bodhidus, where a person meditates, and he thinks, and he he completely loses himself in his thoughts about tveikas pa Hashem, just cleaving to Hashem, him within himself, without any regard of what's happening outside of him. But sometimes we are not necessarily able to create it within ourselves. Sometimes we need external stimuli from the outside. Sometimes we cannot do it from the outside, we, uh, from the inside, and we need the chalon, we need the access to the outside. We have to look into the creation of the world, we have to look into the nefla'os haborei, the wonders of Hashem, and through that, we can have emunah and Hashem connect to Hashem through the external stimuli. But again, there are times where those external stimuli are in present, and in fact, when they are not, we need to create that light from within. When one is unavailable, we require the other. And in this vein, my Rabbi explains, based on the opinion in the Medrash, that perhaps the luminaries in the sky in Shemayim, they were deactivated during the Mabal. And of course, the other opinion that says they continue to remain active, the Machlokas perhaps connected that if the luminaries in the sky, the sun, the moon, the stars, if they were not active during the during the Mabal, then of course, opening the window would have been useless. And... And you would have to have created the light from within, whereas if the luminaries were functioning, then you would be able to access their light through the skylight of the Teva. And sometimes we need one, perhaps, sometimes we need the other. But I thought in light of our current situation, and no pun intended, we can perhaps use these ideas to drive further inspiration as we look at Another dichotomy, not necessarily within the Tzohar, though it may be connected, but a dichotomy that is pointed out by my Rabbi of Yodis and Sachs in the name of Rav Yitzchak Hutner. points out that there are two very prominent structures in the Torah, where these structures are described at length, their measurements and their construction is described. And right, although we have the Migdal bubble in this week's Parsha, its measurements are not dis- described in detail. But we do find the details of the Teva on the one hand in this week's Parsha. And then we have the description of the measurements and the construction of the Mishkan. And Ravitz Kudner comes to explain what exactly is the difference between the Teva and the Mishkan. And he explains this in light of what is the role of a yeshiva. Well, well what, is the, what is the purpose of a yeshiva? So explains that in ancient times, in older times, earlier generations, um, the function of yeshiva was like that of a mishkan. And what is the purpose of a mishkan? When you have so much Torah all around, the inspiration of Torah, the light of Chachmah, the wisdom of Torah, you have Talmidei Chachamim all around, So the only way to be able to contain that Torah, to harness it, and to be able to learn from it, to glean from it, is to capture it within one edifice, that is the Mishkan. The Mishkan is used to contain all the Torah from within, so that we have a a vessel to hold it. It is a center where you can just soak in all the Torah that is there. That, in fact, is the role of a Mishkan, It's to contain the Torah, the inspiration of Harsinai, as the Ramban explains. That is the role of a Mishkan. What is the role of a Teva? Rabbi Yitzhak says that the role of a Teva is a place of refuge. It is a place where you remain safe from the ravages of the world. It is the place where sometimes we must go because of the corruption that is out there, the perversion that is out there, where you know what, we don't really know what's going on out there, but we don't want to know because it's just not safe. And Rav Hunder explained that in earlier times, the yeshiva was able to function as a mishkan. It was the place to contain your Torah, a place of luxury of Torah. But nowadays, says Rav Yitzhak Huttner, the yeshiva has now taken on the role of a teva. It's something just to keep you afloat. It's something to keep you safe from what in the world is going on out there. And sometimes, perhaps, we think we want to know what's going on out there. We need to be connected. We need to have that window, that skylight, that peek into the outside world to know what's happening, whether it's being on the news or being on our devices. We feel like we would often be more comfortable and feel more at strength in knowing what's going on when sometimes it is just the opposite that we need. Sometimes it is more appropriate and it is more effective to take refuge. Instead of worrying about the things that are happening outside the Teva, we can worry about what's going on inside the Teva, which is our safe haven, where we are within our own daladamos, doing our own avoda, whether it's Torah, tefillah, chesed, whatever it may be, We're just doing our day-to-day avoda. In the teva, we have the opportunity to create that light, to create that sohar. And perhaps, yes, every now and then, we do need the window of access to know what's going on. But to be able to separate, you know, between the ichor and the tafel, the mainstay and what is perhaps secondary and less within our control. Because, of course, there are some people that do not have the choice but to be on the outside, they have to be in the ravages, in the mob, fighting that battle against the Hamas. And there are perhaps some people that it is within their role to be on the outside supporting those people. Because they need the physical support, whether it's in the form of tzedakah or it's in the form of other kinds of utility. Chizuk, encouragement from the outside. There are people whose role it is to be on the outside. But I would say for most, the role is really in the inside. To shine the light of the Tzohar from within the Teva. To derive Chizuk from that light inside the Teva. To be able to provide whatever encouragement is necessary, if not for ourselves, but for those around us who are in the battle, who are in the Mabul. And indeed, they will be encouraged if we keep our hope, and we keep our faith, and we keep... The, uh, the, that positive mentality, being able to enjoy the light from within, to sing the Zemiros of Shabbos, to celebrate Samachos, to continue to daven, to learn Torah, and to do cheser. And why would we interrupt that to see the damage that's taking place outside the Teva when we are safe on the Teva, and our role is to continue doing our avoda because that's what's going to help the situation outside the Teva. So it is upon us to consider very carefully which side of the Teva we actually belong in, which source of light we must be deriving our vision from. And in that s'chus we should be zochat at the time where hamakom yirachem halachinu be'yisrael v'yotziyei mitzahara l'revachom yafei l'lioram y'shibit l'geula hashtabag alo vizman karevanu maramein I want to dedicate this shir luy nishmas inim rasi chayrachol basta vetziyarene kapars and of course I want to dedicate this shir to those who are still be es tsara, in the most practical sense, those who are wounded shever for shalema, those who have fallen Hashem yikom damam and their, their neshamas should have an aliyah, those close to those who have fallen should experience nechama, those in combat should be matzliach eminatzeach nechama. And all of Klai's Shalom should experience that Shalom and that that, that, that true Gaula to come. If you enjoy this no, Shirin like of the Zakim podcast and you want to partner up with us with a, a sponsorship, um, you should actually be my guest and instead um, donate money to the causes in Eretz Yisrael. But either way, if you want to do any of the above or join the Database Podcast WhatsApp group, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations for the Shirin, then all you have to do is reach out to me at the at gmail.com. That's the data B E I S at gmail.com. Wishing all of us bizarres tovos. You show us